of a brand new series about angels. And I remember I preached a year ago about angels, and a lot of people asked me, Pastor Leo, what's going on? Why do we in the world preach about angels? And I figure out there are so many Bible verses about angels. Actually, if you understand why God has created angels, we will understand it's a, an amazing help from God Almighty for your journey. And I chose the title today, When Angels Uncompany You. When angels are with you in your life. And that's the reason. Is there anyone here, you have seen Marvel's movie? Marvel's? Marvel's? I have seen almost every Marvel movie because of my, my boys. And in a Marvel movie, you see like a protection shield, you know. Some people that have a protect, protection shield, they can create a protection shield. And the angels are exactly like this. They can protect you in the unseen world. Here's the point. If you are from Europe, we, what we see is what we believe, right? For us, it's very hard to believe there is an unseen world. It's also reality. But if you're going to Asia... Asian people, they believe in the unseen world, and the unseen world is sometimes even bigger than reality. And I have to say in Asia, open up your eyes for what's going on in your life. Your people, people, open up your eyes for the spiritual world. And I think there's a fight and the battles around the spiritual worlds, and there's some angels, they are protecting you every single day in your life. There's one angel in the Bible, just want to say, there is one angel in the Bible, if you want to know how strong angels are, there was one angel in the Bible, he killed 174,000 people in one night. That means if you have at least one angel who fights for you, all Allah, you are in a winning position. But you see also, like in the book of Elisha, there was a war going on, and Elisha was saying, we will lose, we will be dead in a, in a minute. And then the, he prayed, God opened up his eyes. When he saw in the unseen world, he saw angels are fighting on their behalf. And God was saying, when the angels are for you, nobody on earth can be against you. And I want to start with a story out of the Bible. Maybe you know there's a letter, and the letter always stands for Jacob in the Bible, because Jacob and angels has a big, big meaning. And before I go into the text, I want to give you a background of the story, because every single text in the Bible is, is a story around. Jacob was a betrayer, betrayer. He betrayed his own brothers for the blessing rights. He was lying to the father. He was chasing after success about money, fame, and being in a high position. Jacob was on the run because Esau said, I want to kill you. And Jacob knew I have no chance because Esau is a good fighter and he will kill me. So this is the ground story of Jacob on a run, achiever, cheater, betrayer, a liar, uh, chasing after money. And in Genesis chapter 28, verse 12, he had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on earth here with the top reaching heaven. And the angels of God are ascending and descending up and down, up and down, up and down all the time. Why came angels up and down all the time? So people ask me, do we need angels? It's the same question, do we need the Holy Spirit? Because you have to understand, God Almighty is on, in heaven, right? He's not here on earth, he's on heaven. And the moment we're receiving Jesus Christ in our heart, the Bible says the Holy Spirit dwells in us. We are a temple of the Holy Spirit. 
That means you have the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit and the nine characteristics of the Holy Spirit. That means the Holy Spirit dwells in us, but God has sent the angels as a ground staff. The angels are ground staff to protect you in your journey, in your walk. This is what the Holy Spirit now can do. This is what angels are here for, like the ground protection staff in your own journey. And what I love about it, because in the Bible there are so many, so many things about angels before I go deeper in the story of Jacob's. I want to give you a little bit of background about angels. Is this okay? For example, you see 273 times angels are in the Bible mentioned. 273 times. That means in 33 books, it's not like one guy who was a big angel fan. He wrote all about angels. No, it's in so many different books in the Bible actually. 108 times in the Old Testament, for people who see, I do not believe in the Old Testament, good news, there are 165 times in the New Testament, even more angels in the New Testament than the Old Testament. And the Bible is saying in the end times, if you read the book of Revelation, the Bible is saying in the end times, the angels will help us to share the gospel. That means in the end times, angels will have a special position to share the gospel around the world, around the planet. So there are four angels actually, which I think are important for you and me. There are so many different angels, seraphim and cherubim and all those things. I don't want to mention that, but there are four angels. They are very important for us. The first one is the protection angels. It's like a guardian angel. Do you know that everyone has at least one guardian angel? He's specially designed from God. He protects you like as a protection shield in your life. Then the second one is the the angel Gabriel, he always brought the word of the Lord. He brought good news to Mary, to Joseph, to Elizabeth, to Zachariah, said, you will have a baby. They always brought the word of God, the news. Then the angel of Michael, it's a prayer angel. He's actually fighting for our, all our prayers in our lives. In the book of Daniel, for example, God is saying, I have answered your prayer. But the, the angel of Michael was fighting for 21 days against a higher principle, and God has answered your prayer, but there was a fight regarding your prayer request, but God has already answered your prayer. That means when you pray to God, there's a fight in the spiritual world. Isn't that crazy? And the angel number four is the angel of Lucifer. He was a worshipy, the Kumbaya, my Lord. Those four angels are very important for us. But now, people will ask me, Pastor Lee, why in the world do you know that Lucifer was a worshiper? Here's the Bible verse actually in uh, Ezekiel 28, 13, that means the workmanship of your tambourines and pipes was prepared for you of the day you were created. He had all the instruments to praise and worship God. But you know from the book of the Bible, Lucifer, he wants to be like God. He was super jealous. He said, God, I want to have the same position like you. And the Bible says, when you are proud, God will resist you. And God kicked Lucifer out from heaven. But please understand, Lucifer was not the only angel. He had like a music department. In every music department, there were some people, they liked Lucifer. And the Bible says, when Lucifer were kicked out from heaven, one third of the angels said, we wanna be with Lucifer. And that's how demons uh, came to place. When God kicked him out, and this is very important, from now on, the position of worship is vacancy. It's empty. And that's why when it comes to praise and worship also in the church, often people don't understand if we are not praising God, 
with songs, with musicals, Jesus will sing, then the stones will praise and worship me. Either you are praising God or God will use stones, but I think that is really the lowest level we can be, right? And I think we should be a worshiper for God because that position is a job where you and me, we are engaged. And wherever when we praise our God in heaven, angels are surrounding us as a protecting shield. There's a, a guy from America, I think so. His name is Tozer. He made an amazing statement. He said, a church that can't worship must be entertained. So when I share this quote, um, then people say, Leo, uh, you are on the wrong position to say that. Because oh, look, in, look at your church, you have lights and fog and LED and music and all the effects. Don't tell me you don't entertain people during worship. Have you ever heard that? Have you ever heard that nonsense? Listen to me, I'll tell you why this is nonsense. Because when you think back about the temple in the Old Testament, there was some colors and some fog and some smells and some candles. God using every single element to touch our lives, right? And when you think about the tabernacle as well, or I want to ask you another question. When you eat breakfast, do you eat just blank bread? Is there anyone you eat just blank bread? If you say, no, I need butter, why in the world makes you fat? You take confiture, sugar, not good for teas. Then you have bacon and eggs, you don't need that. It's the same thing you say, why in the world do you have light, fog, and LED? But you don't need that. You can have a plain worship leader, no emotions. The same thing like eating a dry piece of bread. Doesn't make sense. God uses everything to touch our hearts. And people, they saying that, they are like Martin Luther. Martin Luther said, we don't need all those things. We need only the word of the Lord. And that is so wrong because God uses everything, every sin and every aspect to touch our hearts. God is a multifunctional God. This is the reason why we need everything what he can do. So in Psalm 22 verse 3, the Bible says, yet you are holy enthroned on the praise of Israel. The Bible says, when the people of God praising God, God dwells and God lives in the middle of those people. That means every time when we do worship and we praise him, not only we praise him, God dwells and God lives in that house. That's why praise and worship in the church is so key. So I want to tell you, when we start praising Jesus, we never do that alone. In every time when people are praising God, they're always angel surrounded. In the book of Revelation, chapter 5, verse 11 and 13, then I looked and heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands and upon thousands, and then 10,000 times 10,000. Can you imagine? Endless angels. They are crinkled the throne and living the creature and the elders. Then I heard every creature, that means you and me in heaven and on earth, and under the earth and on the sea, on the sea, it's those people that are on a cruise ship. Just kidding. And all those in them saying, in them who sits on the throne, who sits on the ladder in the Jacob's dream? Who sits on the throne is always God Almighty. God Almighty always sits on the throne. We praise and worship God Almighty. The throne of the Lamb we praise and the honor and glory and the power for every and ever and ever. 
every time when we praise God and we lift up our hands, we are surrounded by angels. And why is this important? But people, they often, they don't understand what is the meaning when angels are here right now. So when angels are here right now, they're like a protecting shield. That means in this protecting shield is the holiness of God. Whenever time there's a holiness of God, all of a sudden our sins are revealed. Our sickness has no place to stay anymore. All of a sudden God starts to speak to me. I have a revelation of God. All of a sudden depression has to go away. That means in this protecting shield is healing in that place and demons cannot stay. And angels are opening up the gates of heaven and heaven starts to dwell in you. That's why praise and worship is so key for signs and miracles. Wow. Thanks for the online. It's louder than you guys here. Thanks online. <laughs> Amazing. So, now, so if you have five fingers, can you take out your five fingers for a moment? So, so when you praise God, you praise, that's you, make like this, gives a small sound, right? But the moment when you praise God, there are at least one angel. You and the angels are two. Two people are praising God. So now, that's the second angels. Can you do this? A third angels, you're four, do this. Online as well, Liberia as well. Now four angels, we praise God, and all of a sudden you can hear it's a huge change in the house, right? We are not alone. We are not alone. So listen, so what is the message about angels and Jacob? I gave you a little background about the worship is always key, even though in the life of Jacob. There are three points I want to share with you guys. Worship brings heaven to earth. In Genesis chapter 28, verse 13, there above it stood the Lord. On the ladder on the top was always God. I'm the Lord, the God of your father Abraham and the God of your father Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are living. So when God said to Jacob, this land you will own, in the context, this is unreal. Because Jacob was a liar, a deceiver, a cheater, on the run from the brother of Esau, and he was in Luz. And Luz is in the nowhere, and Jacob had an amazing stress. He was not sure if I will be still alive in one day. Whatever you're going through in your life, here's the point. Even though if you have made mistakes by purpose, like Jacob, or sometimes you do not make any mistakes, but you're still going to hard season. Whatever you're going through, God will meet you at the place of your feelings where you are. And God will serve you. God always lifts you up because we have a God of hope and a God of grace. That means whatever you need in your life, God takes care for every single detail because God is on the throne. Angels are coming down to share with you guys, I'm your protecting shield and there is a God in your life. Whatever you're going through, he will take care. So I want to share your story, a very personal story. My, my oldest son, he got married around 18, 18 months ago 
And he said, Daddy, I want to buy an apartment. I said, son, you don't have money. He said, Daddy, I believe in a God who is on the throne. And I really believe that God can do everything. I start to sweat. I said, son, sorry, work hard, save hard, and then maybe when you're 30 years old, you can buy an apartment. Do you know how miracles take place? For a miracle, God uses different people. It's always a network. God will use a network for every miracle. It's never one person. It can be that God gives you a word, and you share the word to a person, but you never see the whole picture. So I want to make the story, a long story short, actually. They moved after the honeymoon in our apartment because they believed for, for, for our apartment. I started praying like crazy. So... To make a long story short, my, Susanna, my, my, mom, my, mom, my wife's mom, she had a house and the rooftop was broken. And she said, I don't want to fix this house anymore. She sold the house and she said, I don't need the money. So she transferred some money to my wife. When my son heard it, said, Daddy, <laughs> the money's in the house. I said, son, it's not your money. You have your bank account, we have a bank account. He said, Daddy, but when you die, the money belongs to us anyhow, because we are still alive. And I said, son, even with the amount of money, you cannot buy anything anymore. The house price has been exploded. You have to go out far away to the Turgau or to Austria, but you don't want to live there. Um, in Zurich, forget it. I said, daddy, I, I don't care. I believe God is on the throne. So now I'm telling you this story. On a Sunday morning, I was always sitting there in the front. In every praise and worship, I praise God like what you do. And every Sunday morning, there are angels in the building. And what the angels are doing, they have a protection shield, and angels are open up heaven so that we can hear God. And I heard on that Sunday morning in the praise and worship, where all the angels around, shoot an email to all your neighbors. I said, an email, with an email, you cannot buy an apartment. So I shoot the email to all the neighbors. And there was on one old lady, she repeated immediately, she said, I want to sell my apartment. So we went there, and the apartment is beautiful, the right size, and everything. And I, I knew we cannot afford that apartment. She's not a believer. She's not a Christian. But when she saw my oldest son and Josie, she said, I like you. I remember when I was in your age. The world is open for you guys, and I like you. They never spoke about me and my wife. So, then she said, I want to sell you the apartment for the same price which I paid five years ago. And that means in the five years, there's an increase of 30 to 40%. And I asked the lady, lady, are you okay? Do you smoke something? Just, I just, she said, no, I'm fine. She said, I know what I'm doing. My banker said the same thing like you. It's insane. But I'm not in the money game. And I want to help this young couple to have a good start. So we bought the apartment. They moved in after six months of, of, after the honeymoon. So I asked my son, what have you done for the miracle? Your mom, she brought the money, obviously. Hi, hi. During praise and worship and all the angels, I had the idea of the email. What have you done? He said, Daddy, I was the one who believed. And 
I just want to share with you guys, don't ever stop believing because Jacob was on the run. He made a huge mistake. God could say your story is over, but your story is never over yet. God is saying, Abraham, I know, Jacob, I knew what you did, but still in your life, I'm on the throne and sending angels as a body, staff ground to help you, to nurture you, to encourage you. Don't ever stop giving up. You bring heaven down on earth. The second thing what we can learn actually from Jacob is worship creates a sense of security. Genesis chapter 28, 16 and 17, when Jacob awoke from the sleep, and you have to understand when Jacob slept, he was fearful. He was not sure if I will make it in a, in a week. If you understand the context, he, he was in a nightmare. And God was saying, I sent angels to encourage you. Surely the Lord is in this place, and I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said, how awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Here are so many words. This is the house of the Lord and the gateway to heaven. The problem was, Jacob was not aware that God is here. When you're going through the rough season in your life, whatever happens, you think, God, where are you? I want to share to you, there are two things what God is doing. He sends angel to encourage you, but by the creation, and God created you, you will not sit here, you will not listen right now if God hasn't created you in the mother's womb. God is your creator. A lot of people say, I, don't, I do not believe in God. They say, yeah, you do not believe in God, but God believes in you. So why in the world do you know that God believes in you? I said, when God created you, he put something into your body that even a lot of people, they don't know it. Have you ever heard about the protein molecule laminin? Laminin is not like laminat, laminin. And I want to explain you a little bit what is laminin. For example, what holds a bone, um, the blood strings and everything together? Or for example, what, what holds a paper and eisen together? Laminin is like, it's like a glute. You hold things together. 80% of your body is laminin. Laminin holds the whole entire body together. And some people, they took a microscope and they filmed how a laminin molecule looks like. Please watch carefully. It's like a cross in you. What holds everybody together, it's the laminin, the cross of Jesus Christ in your body. If you do not believe in God, said I in you already. This gives security. But beside that, why has God sent angels? What can angels do what the Holy Spirit doesn't can do? The Bible says God has sent angels and they will carry us that even we will not hit our, our leg on a stone. You say, but, but Leo, some people, they're going to war. Some people have to run away from their home. Some people are sick, even though they believe in God. Some people lost everything, and they're still believers. Don't tell me that God has sent angels to carry me. What I'm going through is like hell. 
Thanks for asking me this profound question. I want to tell you something. In Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. And the whole story about Psalm 23, it's not about the food, about the water, about the dead valley. It's not about the flies and the oils and the table in front of the enemies. The whole message in the Psalm 23, it's the ending. I will build a house and you will dwell forever. God is saying, I will carry you home called heaven, and you will stay forever in the presence of the Lord Almighty. Can I hear an amen? If you want to say right now on earth, life is fair. No, life is not fair. Life sucks. Can I hear an amen? Life sucks. Life is not fair. Stupid people doing stupid things. That's the point. Life is not fair. But why is God good? Because God will send angels. He will promise you, I will carry you home. Even though when you're weak, you say, I cannot do this anymore. God will send angels to bring you home. And God said to Abraham, Sarah, leave your home. God said to Abraham, sorry, you will never reach your home. And Abraham said, but somewhere must be my home. God is saying, Abraham, Sarah, you are a role model of faith. You are going to a place you will never reach and you are a message to all the people around the world. You will never reach destiny here on earth. Your destiny is a place called heaven. Hey, I'm coming from Asia. Do you know that 80% of all the believing Christians are persecuted because of their faith? I don't speak about Swiss Christian. We go to Migro Little, we buy food, whatever. We have an insurance company, we have Ulimur, we, have, we are on a safe place. But 80% of all the Christians, they're living in a place. And they're not believers because church is nice, we have a welcome home, we have a good food and fellowship, all, I like all those things. They are believers because they have experienced that the one who lives on the throne is the one who created me, it's the one I will meet forever. And people dying for the belief of Christ, not as a benefit on earth, but as a benefit on, in eternity. I mean, you talk with all these Christians, why in the world you are separated from a family? You could say, yeah, I, I believe in Jesus in my heart. I will not tell you anyone. No, they, they, they were not doing that. They were saying, I'm the salt and light and I will share the gospel. But everyone is saying, Pastor Leo, when we are feeling persecution, we feel a power, Something is carrying us, and we do not know what it is. And the Bible says in those moments, God will send angels to carry you and me home in a place called heaven. This is the biggest hope that you ever can have. More than money and five Ferraris. I mean six Ferraris, sorry. I always forget I'm a Swiss guy at 10 Ferraris. That's normal. I want to close. Worship brings miracles in our lives. Genesis chapter 28, verse 18 to 19. I'm going to close with the last thought. Early in the morning, Jacob took the stone he had placed on his head and set up a pillar and poured oil on the top of it. He called the place Bethel to the city used to call Luz. Why in the world has Jacob changed the name? And here's the point. If you understand the background, what Jacob did is an amazing meaning. He was a cheater. He was a betrayer. 
He was chasing after success and money. It doesn't matter if I steal something, if I lie to my father. He was on the run. He was not sure if I really feel alive. When he reached the place loose in the nowhere, somewhere in the nowhere, where he felt I'm far away from God. But God meets you always there where you are. When Jacob realized heaven is open, he had a revelation. And the revelation takes always place when angels are protecting us and they're opening up the gate to heaven. And you can hear God. You can feel the presence of God. You experience right now hope and peace and joy what the world doesn't understand. But when Jacob had his revelation, God is here. He changed his lifestyle. He said, I'm not the Jacob, the cheater, the betrayer anymore. And I want to change that place into the house of the Lord, into Bethel. Do you know that you can change your life? You have a story. You have maybe a history. Maybe you have betrayed your wife. Maybe you killed someone. I had some days ago, a guy told me he worked in the army. He killed people. He was crying. He said, I cannot sleep anymore. He cried and confessed the sin. And he said, I'm not a murderer anymore. That's not my identity. This is what I did. But I'm a son of the Most High God and I need forgiveness. You can change your history. You know, when Jacob changed the name, you know what happens in the same text? <laughs> I like the story. He gave from that moment on. Listen, he was chasing after money, after success. He lied, betrayed it to being rich. The first thing to change his greedy nature, he said to God, from now on, I put you first in my finances. From now on, I give you 10% of all the income. And I will not chase money, success, and fame anymore. I make you as my Lord and Savior on the top. And from now on, I believe that you promoting me, you leading me, you guiding me, and you protecting me. And I will never do my own thing anymore. Hey, you can change right now your life. You're here and you have a story. Jacob had a story too. And the angels are here to open up the gates of heaven so that the presence of the Lord will come and God gives you a revelation about your life and also some miracles will take place because God is not finished with you yet right now. Hey, thanks for watching. Hey, our passion for people is that we see them grow in their relationship with Jesus, live fearlessly and influence their people and the surrounding in a positive way. And if you would like to be part of that vision, we thank you so much for your financial support because that would make it possible. I hope that this message spoke to you really. And if you don't have subscribed to our channel, please do this. And it's always a big blessing. Maybe you know some people in your neighborhood or in your friendship say that podcast could be a very well cool thing just share the link because it's pretty pretty easy and I'm looking forward to see you again tune in and God bless you and see you soon bye bye